0: Who should you target in round two of your Dynasty rookie drafts? We're talking all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty football podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me today, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today?
1: Going really well. Inching up here towards the draft. It always gets my blood flowing, pumping. Hairs on my neck stand up. And I'm looking forward to this show. Like yesterday, we talked about our first round going through the rookies. And there was a lot of picks I felt like we were all a little uncomfortable with. Where I think the, the second round... I'm a lot more comfortable spending these prices on these players.
0: Yeah. At, at cost, right. You you like them better at that cost. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um, I think that's true. A lot of years in the second round, I certainly think it's true this year. And, uh, we will, uh, we will talk about the second round of the pre NFL draft, uh, rookie mock draft that we did, uh, did that, Mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend in, in uh, anticipation of the NFL draft on Thursday. Uh, Before we jump into that, Matt, what is, what's your, uh, what's your NFL draft? uh, What's, what's draft day like for you? (laughs) Give, (laughs) give Give us the inside scoop the draft
1: day is very simple for me is the Steeler nation radio that I work for. I do a podcast or I do a, a show, the drive with Dale Lolly. You've met him at the, at the, uh, the combine. Yep. They send us there. You know, I indirectly work for the Steelers. If you go to Pittsburgh, I am all over the site, including the, the, the broadcast. Well, they are on the air for every second of the draft and an hour before every, you know, once the draft kicks off and there will Ooh. be, Six. This is this is
0: local like local Pittsburgh radio coverage? Yes, as well as
1: you could go to the Steelers Stringed. app and it's yeah. there. And yeah, we get tons of listeners from Arizona, Oregon, other countries, you know, that, that that that's their Steeler information, which is very cool. But there's I think six different hosts over the course of what's that? Like twenty five hours worth of draft oh. coverage, something like that. Yes. And yours truly is the only one that is never getting a break that I'm on for every second of it. So Ooh. that's, my, that's my usual every year from down at the Sealer facility. I
0: love it. So, yeah,
1: you I will... take it as a compliment though.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. Should. Right. That's, right. Uh, yeah. That's going to be fun. You'll be, uh, You'll be deep in that Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. We'll see which wide receiver they draft on day two this year. Uh, Maybe it'll be one of these guys we're talking about here today. We are talking, as I said, round two of the mock draft that we did. We is Matt, myself, Kate, and Marcus, the other host of the locked on dynasty podcast. You'll hear them tomorrow. Uh, in fact, you'll hear them the rest of this week as they uh, get you ready for the draft and, uh, Talk about the draft after that first round happens. They'll they'll have their thoughts uh, later this week. Yep. And we'll dig into it like crazy next week. I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Two point oh one. That was Kate's pick. Kate took Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. Uh, Michael Mayer's ADP in uh, in our rookie uh, rookie data from DLF is sixteen overall. So right in line with this pick, Matt. I know you're not a fan of Michael Mayer. Uh, at least compared to some of the other tight ends. But what True. do you think in general about uh, about t- taking a tight end in this range? Because depending on how you value them, there's there's at least four, maybe even five tight ends that are pretty tightly packed together. And if if that's how you're valuing these guys, that all five are closely ranked then maybe we should be waiting. You know, don't, don't be the,
1: f- yeah, don't be the you. first
0: one to draft a tight end. What do you, what do you think about that thought process in rookie drafts?
1: Well, last week we did our rookie ranks and I've updated it a thousand times. I'm glad you made me do the homework because now I look at it every day and mayor right now is my tight end five in this rookie class, but Ooh. I will admit most years he would probably be two like a Friar Muth, you know, or in that neighborhood. It'd be, yeah. I, I simply adore this tight end class and I think there's a really good point there and this is true in the NFL draft that if you're interested in a tight end do you want to be the team that takes one in round one when you can get Tucker Craft or Schoonmaker or somebody like that in the third or you know Laporta right. in the second so there's a lot to go there do I want to be the first one pulling the trigger at this type of position I think there's something to be said for that um I'm not being critical of, you know, of Kate's pick of Mayer. I can understand why people love him. I mean, he's the most productive Notre Dame tight end ever. And he's been a really good football player for a long time. Um, But I'll be honest, you know, I have the next pick in this draft. I was really torn by between the player I picked and Kincaid. And I'd have been very happy at 2.02 taking either.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a criticism of the pick either, because this is this is the range Michael Mayer is most likely going to go in. I think it's more of yeah, just yeah. uh rookie draft strategy. If you do value those, let's say, five tight ends closely, then don't mm-hmm. be the first don't be the first one to take one. Don't break that seal. Now, of course, if you if you feel like Mayer is is, is a a tier above Kincaid and the rest, or, you know, maybe if Mayer ends up being the only first round tight end that changes things, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I think
1: Kincaid's a tier above the rest. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Michael Mayer is the 2.01. The player you took here that you hinted at uh, is the fifth quarterback off the board, Hendon Hooker, the 2.02, the Tennessee, former Tennessee quarterback, and he's got an ADP of 13. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll throw out that ADP, but I don't want to focus on it too much as far as identifying reaches or steals because no, right, right, right. as we kind of talked about at the end of yesterday's show, once you get to that 110 range, 111 range, from there, really throughout the rest of the second round, it's just going to be a get your guy situation, right? Like don't be afraid to, to make a bad pick, quote unquote, bad pick based on the ADP. Don't be afraid to reach, take the guy that you like, because I I think, I don't think you're going to be able to trade down and target uh, specific players very often because there's just really no consensus here. It's, it's Mm going to be as we had the quote from, uh, from uh, Daniel Jeremiah and and Todd McShay yesterday, it's going to be a wild, wild night. It's going to be a wild weekend, and it's going to lead to some wild dynasty rookie drafts. Hendon Hooker yeah. here at the two point oh two. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm you know the the red flags are pretty obvious here. The age, huh. the the ACL. Yeah. We've talked about that Tennessee offense, but like we said with Levis, he's still a quarterback. He's still uh, he, he's not a sure thing first rounder, but certainly a chance he's a first round pick. Uh, is that what kind of won you over? Just the the value of the quarterback position in the format? 100%. Yeah.
1: I mean, oh, all these quarterbacks <clears throat> I have massive questions about less so in fantasy than the real world, but I believe hooker will be conservatively a top 40 pick and more than likely a first rounder. Yeah. And I'm quite, you know, uh, strongly opinionated that he will be, a starter in 2024. So
0: starting quarterbacks and super flex are worth a lot. Absolutely. So we are, we're two picks in here. Michael Mayer, 2.01 Hendon hooker at the 2.02. That was Matt's pick. We'll talk about the rest of the first round right after this.
1: Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no bet. Actually, my Pirates are playing well, which is blowing me away. Uh, there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to 1000 bucks. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. You know, sign up there. Place your bet. Get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Um, So don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of major league
0: baseball. All right, Matt, we are back. We're talking about this, uh, the second round of our rookie mock draft that we did the last mock that we'll do before the NFL draft later this week, Michael Mayer and Hendon Hooker were the top two picks. You mentioned that name, Dalton Kincaid. He's your favorite tight end. And he went with the 2.03 pick, uh, finally got, uh, cleared to work out. I believe, I think I saw that. But, uh, for most of the offseason, we haven't seen anything from Dalton no. Kincaid yet that h- hasn't really seemed to impact his value. Most of the mock drafts you see, he's still penciled in as a first rounder, uh, potentially the first tight end off the board. You know, I think he'll, he'll battle Michael Mayer for, for that, uh, for that title. This, this is the right range, you know, again, once the, uh, once the seal is broken, that's kind of the signal to everyone else. If you want one of these tight ends, grab him now, because, uh, after that first one goes, the other, the others will not be far behind.
1: Yeah. And for the real world, I can make a strong argument of mayor over Kincaid or Washington or whomever for the fantasy world. I think Kincaid is just clearly the best pure receiver of these tight ends. I, I, yeah, I've heard some rumors that he's a little lighter right now than people would like, you know, mm-hmm. but he's a movement guy. His receiving skills are very, very strong. I mean, I think he's going to catch a lot of passes. Kind of feels like a better Mike Gusecki. Can you buy that? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But same usage and detached guy, big slot, you know, those type of guys. Yes.
0: 2.04 was my pick. Uh, based on the ADP, this was a big reach because Cedric Tillman mm. has an ADP of 23 that overall. That would make him a late second rounder. Uh, I took him with the 2.04. Uh, I'm, again, I'm not worried about reaching. Tillman's one of my favorite Players in this range. In fact, I would consider taking him uh, in the late first round. As of as of right now, you know, again, we'll we'll know more later this week. But uh, I I do think he gets not only day two draft capital, but I think he gets second round draft capital. I looked at um, I looked at three seven round mock drafts that came out over the past week or so. Matt Miller of ESPN released one. Uh, we've had Matt on the show before. Dane Brugler yeah, who. We've also had on the show before, released a seven rounder and, and Chad Reuter of NFL.com. All three released seven round mock drafts. And I basically compiled uh, the, the data there for every quarterback wide receiver running back and tight end Hmm. to kind of get an idea of where these guys might actually go. And, and if there's consensus, if there's disagreement on, on the different players, all three guys had Cedric Tillman as a second round pick in this uh yeah. this this week's I love saying that this year's NFL draft. So if Tillman's a, a second rounder as they all project, uh, I think this'll be about the range we see him come off the board and perhaps uh, perhaps even higher.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think Tillman and Mingo are the two big guys that can operate out of the slot that are a little different than the majority of this class. I think both of them will be day two selections. And I agree that Tillman's going to be a second round pick. Yeah.
0: 2.05 was Kate's pick. She takes Tajay Spears. We talked about that running back position yesterday and how uh, the, the disappointment of so many of those running backs has led to kind of a what looks like it might be a disappointing class. We had three drafted in the first round, obviously Bijan Robinson and uh, Jameer Gibbs, along with Zach Charbonnet. So the player that ends up being the RB four for Kate here at 2.05 is Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane. Uh, What do you think about Spears going in this, in this range? Because he, he really feels like the type of player who would be that sleeper and you target him in the third round, but kind of like we said with downs yesterday, this class is just moving these types of players up the board. And now here Spears is as a, as a mid second rounder. No, I, in this class, I think it's fine.
1: I really do. Because again, to pull the curtain back, I picked right after Kate and I was really torn. I'm like, I don't, when I'm on the clock, I'm gonna have to pick between Spears and Bigsby. I don't know which one I want. I value them exactly the same. She made that much easier for me. Spears falls. But I do think you scared me last week is I forget whose report it was is a second round running back has more medical issues than any of us know. I think it might be him.
0: Yeah, I think that I think it could be him too unfortunately. Um it did have a he had an ACL tear uh in college. I believe that was a sophomore season. Um and, and then had uh, had another injury this past season. I I believe that was a, I think that was a hamstring, not, not necessarily Mm. a, a serious knee injury. Um, yeah, you know, some, sometimes it's just wait and see with these reports because, um, we just don't know. We're just not privy to the information until the the pick is made, or until the draft actually gets underway. I hope it's not Tajay Spears. I really like his game. Me too. Uh, too. Going going back to those mock drafts, I looked at all three projected him as a third rounder. So, uh, un- unless it is him that, uh, that teams are worried about as far as the medicals, it looks like Spears will get that day two draft capital.
1: You already is mentioned Spears.
0: Your is Spears, your running back for. Cause I can go
1: back between Spears and yeah, Bigsby.
0: Yeah. He's my running back four, and and he is okay. the, um, he's the running back four based on that, that mock draft, uh, average that, that I had put together mm-hmm. as well. Okay. Uh, you already mentioned the name, you were the next pick and you took tank Bixby. Um, you know, we, we talked about him pretty early on in our rookie profile series. And, uh, I feel like I was pretty down on him at that point. Yeah. He he's coming back uh, in in my me too. Reasons. I like him a yeah. lot more now than I did a week ago, and
1: way more than we t- did during that conversation.
0: Yeah, I think he will also be a a day two pick. Um, you know, probably probably closer to the end of the third round. But I think if I think if he sneaks into day two, that's a big boost to his value. As I said, he was your pick here in the middle of the second round. Uh, what what makes you feel better about Tank? The more studying I, I realized. Boy, he didn't
1: have much help. No, <laughs> I mean, that yes. guy had to earn every yard and still did, you know. So if you displace it and put him in a good situation, he might clearly be running back four or three, or, you know, I mean, so he overcame a lot to even be in this consideration.
0: And he essentially said that, that exact thing at the combine, uh, yeah. was asked about how he, um, you know, kind of overcame the team struggles specifically over the past 2 years of course he uh, bigsby burst onto the scene as a as a true freshman at auburn with a huge season uh they had a solid season that year if i remember correctly and then the past 2 years have been uh y- you know the wheels really fell off and yeah. uh, you can understand bigsby or, or really anybody else in that offense uh struggling on an individual level because the the team not only the performance but the the entire dynamic was was uh, was pretty rough based on all reports and, you know, coaching changes and, and, and just st- obviously struggling on the field. So yeah, I, I'm not quite not really holding that against Bigsby moving forward either. Mm-hmm. Matt, we have six more players to talk about. We're going to do that right after this break.
1: So I mentioned this yesterday that A while back, I I did some mental health therapy and it was wonderful for me. And I got away from it and life gets in the way. And, um, you know, I just kind of just stopped going and didn't feel like doing it and haven't really thought about it since. But now that, you know, better help is available, I'm strongly considering getting back into it. And therapy is all about, you know, deepening your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things, especially with somebody who's highly qualified to help. I mean, I go to the dentist, I go to the doctor. Why wouldn't I do the same for my mental well-being? So BetterHelp connects you with a a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I mean, so if you're thinking about starting therapy as I am, give BetterHelp a try. I mean, what it's really appealing to me is it's entirely online. It's designed to be super convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. I love that part. Uh, just fill out a, be- a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charges. Uh, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's com slash locked on.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, Kate and Marcus will be back. They'll be talking about the third round of our rookie mock draft. Be sure to uh, tune in, check that out, and see uh, see what they have to say about those third-round sleepers that we drafted uh, in this Superflex rookie mock draft. Matt, we are going to continue talking about the second round before they can get to the third round, 207 This was Marcus's pick. I love the pick. I love the player. Marvin Mims here at 2.07. I think that's uh, the, the ideal range for him. In fact, he's another player I could see moving up the board slightly. I
1: love the player more than I love the pick. And there's a lot of steam around him right now. I think he's guaranteed to be a day two pick, maybe a round two pick. I'm just a little hard on skinny little receivers maybe that's a blind spot for me, but I'm for fantasy, not in the real world for fantasy,
0: Yeah. I I can understand that. You're not alone. If you're, uh, if you're trying to avoid skinny little wide receivers this year, good luck (laughs) because (laughs) uh, they are all over the place, including some of the guys we talked about yesterday, like uh, like Jordan Addison. Um, Yeah. yeah, There's, there's just a ton of sub six, sub six foot sub, you know, I was going to say sub 200 really sub one pound wide receivers. There, there are some small guys in this class, but it feels like it feels like an NFL trend. I I don't think that it's going to go away. I Mm. don't think, you you know, some of these um, standards that have been in place from past years, I think are, are kind of fading away or at the very least they're, they're being altered by these smaller receivers that are making an impact. I mean, you know, yeah. Devonte Smith, we doubted because of his size. Um, e- even Garrett Wilson uh, at his, you know, at his weight, we questioned and these guy's just continue to produce. It, it doesn't, doesn't seem to slow them down or, or really matter at all when it comes to their production on the field or their fantasy impact.
1: Yeah, and I think the, the rules of the league make it much easier on oh, the Marvin yeah. Mims yeah. and Addisons of the world than at any point in NFL history, times a million.
0: Very true. 2.08 was my pick. I was looking at Mims. Uh, he he uh, was sniped away from me, so I went with uh, my favorite running back in this range. That's a guy we've talked about from up in your way, Matt. Izzy he a the Pittsburgh running back? You know, I think the story is similar for for Bigsby for a for Spears and probably for a couple of these other guys will mention. I just want to see if they get that day two draft capital. And if they don't do, they get a, a primo landing spot in the fourth yeah. round. Um, because we've seen that be enough, um, to, to boost rookie value, uh, in recent years that they didn't get day two, but they did get the nice landing spot. Um, and whichever, whichever the running backs end up in that situation uh, from this, from this group, that's, the, those are the ones that are going to, to really be moving up the board and gaining value. I, I love a Banna super productive 21 touchdowns yeah. last year in, in, uh, in a huge breakout season for Pittsburgh. Uh, another guy I like in this same range was the next pick
1: uh, real quick on Izzy is, yeah, yeah. is
0: the um your, your
1: points about draft capital and landing spot are huge. Of course, of course. But, you know, football outsiders have been doing their speed score for a very long time. J.J. Yeah. Zacharyson's taking it up a notch. He happens to be a pick grad, by the way, J.J. And history just shows if you have a great combination of 40 time and size, you're usually very productive. And Izzy's, like, at the top of the list in this group.
0: Mm, love it. Love hearing that. Roshan Johnson was the next pick. You know, the more I, I read – and watch from this player, the more I like him. Me too. Uh, we mentioned Dane Bruegler's name earlier. I've been reading and digging into his draft guide called the beast. Uh, and and you, you'll figure out pretty quickly why it's nicknamed that, but <laughs> it's awesome, uh, yeah. I actually did not know. Roshan Johnson was a uh, high school quarterback, uh, an all state level high school quarterback and, um, in fact, a high school All-American level quarterback was recruited to Texas to play quarterback. And one week before his freshman season started, they had some injuries at running back. They asked him to move over and play the position, and he never moved back to quarterback. So um, n- not only has he kind of been limited somewhat playing, obviously, behind B. John Robinson, he's new to the position. He's been playing running back for three seasons I think the you know the upside here is pretty high in my opinion with Roshan Johnson. Me too. And along those lines, which, and this might not be a big deal for fantasy, but really stands out
1: for him is he'll do anything for the team. Oh, yes, you want me to take a backseat yes. to Bijan? Fine. Hey, I'm gonna learn how to play special teams in the meantime and be one of the best special teamers, highly respected. But and where I'm going with this is he does all the little things. Like I guarantee he'll be good in protection. You know, coaches will like him, they'll trust him.
0: Yeah, love love Roshan Johnson in this range, um, and honestly, he's a player. Even if he doesn't get that draft capital, even if the landing spot's not great, I think I might still be taking a shot on Roshan uh, here in the second yeah. round. I, I want to see uh, see what he Short can do. Yardage back, you know, right? Yeah, he's gonna score touchdowns too. Your last pick of the second round, uh at least based on the ADP data, Matt, was the biggest reach. Biggest Luke, reach, Luke I know. Musgrave has an ADP of thirty two, putting him in that uh the middle of that third round range. You take him here at two point ten, and I know you don't care because he's one of your guys, and you gotta get your guys here. He is the uh he's the third tight end off the board. So we had Mayer and Kincaid at the top of the round and Musgrave here at 210 you've been on this guy really since day one, one of your favorite players in the class. Uh, what, what has you sold on Musgrave? Yeah, he's my tight end too.
1: Um, well, he's almost six, six. He runs like the wind. He's one of these guys that I feel like, he has this great background as a skier and all these other strange sports. I feel like if he's never golfed before, he's your buddy that picks up a club and it comes real easy to him. <laughs> yeah. Or I've never thrown darts before, but I'm the best in the room already. You know, like he's very natural. We hate he's that
0: guy, don't
1: we? Right. I'm so far from that guy, you know. And unless he's think, on your dynasty team, then we like him. <laughs> Unless he's on your dynasty team. And he's my tight end, too. I I didn't realize it was this big a reach until today. That means I'll probably be getting them left and right.
0: All right. I like it. Good case for Luke Musgrave there. Uh, I like like one of the other tight ends that didn't sneak into the second round. So I'm going to check back tomorrow and see what uh, Kate Marcus have to say about him. Speaking of Marcus, he had the 2.11 in this uh, in the second round and grabs Zach Evans here. Uh, so the, the run of second round running backs continues. We had Spears, Bigsby, Abana Kanda, Roshan Johnson, and now Zach Evans. We didn't have many in the first round, but here they all are in round two. I know uh, Evans is another guy that's kind of grown on you, if I remember correctly. We had some concerns yeah. about him. Big, upright, tall runner uh, had a had a solid career in college. Of course, left uh, left TCU to go to Ole Miss, and I would, I would say that probably didn't end up being the best decision. But uh, mm-hmm. here he is, and and could present a nice value late in round two. I mean, this is a guy we talked about those disappointments. This is a guy we thought might be a top five rookie pick. You know, even. Like, like, let's say a year ago, we yeah, thought I he thought could. So, right. We thought he could be a uh, w- really one of the anchors of this class, and and instead, his his value anchored.
1: No, and I can see the NFL not loving him. There are some inconsistencies, but he is explosive. You can see yeah. why he was a heavily recruited player. He does have some size, so I'll take the chances there. I was really torn between Musgrave and Evans. They're both two of my favorites that I think I'll end up with a lot.
0: With the last pick here, I had to end the fall for uh, Jalen Hyatt. I took Jalen Hyatt with the two twelve pick. You know, not that long ago, it seems like I was saying I would prefer Tillman to Hyatt at their ADP, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, now obviously I would prefer Tillman to Hyatt straight up because uh, that that's how I drafted them. I think that's very likely how the how they end up in uh, in actual rookie drafts starting next week that Tillman is selected ahead of Jalen Hyatt. And I mean the yeah. concerns are all out there, but still Jalen Hyatt's going to be a second round pick in the NFL draft. Could still be a first rounder, certainly, although I, I don't think that happens. But a second round receiver with with that pedigree, 212 is is a nice value. His ADP is 15. So uh, based on that ADP for whatever that's worth, I got a nice value as well. You know, Matt. Every year, it feels like there is a there's a hot potato player, right? There's a player. Uh, that's what I call him at least a player that you don't want to get stuck with. You don't want to be the one to click the button <laughs> in your saying, draft, okay. right? Yeah. And you, I got to like, take him, but I don't want. Yeah, him. I don't want. I don't want Jalen Hyatt, but somebody's got to take him. And it, you know, maybe it's Will Levis, maybe it's Quentin Johnston. Those are other uh, hot potato candidates, but Jalen Hyatt is the best example right now pre-draft because not so long ago he was a mid-first rounder. Now here he is, a late second rounder. Yeah, I bet there's
1: a lot of listeners going, that was to steal of the draft, Ryan. What are you talking about? This guy's going to be a top 40 pick, and he's super dynamic, and he might be. I'm not even disputing that. I just think that he's he's a skinny guy, so I'm a little prejudiced against the skinny guys. I think they get pushed around more in the league, and he runs like three routes. I mean, I, I just think he might take some time, and even when he does peak, He's never gonna be a eighty catch a year guy, I don't think.
0: No, no, I don't think I mean, so you know, either. And and I think NFL no. teams know that. But right, right, um right. you know, if you've got his speed, do you need to run the full route tree? No, I mean No. What he does is hard to coach or you can't coach. Yeah. Yeah. It's valuable. That is round two of our Pre NFL draft superflex rookie market went: Michael Mayer, Hendon Hooker, Dalton Kincaid, Cedric Tillman, Tajay Spears, Tank Bigby, Marvin Mims, Israel Abanikanda, Roshan, Johnson, Luke Musgrave, Zach Evans, and Jalen Hyatt. As we already said, Kate and Marcus will be here tomorrow to take you through round three of our picks and to get you ready for Thursday's NFL draft. We can't wait. Matt, enjoy it. Everyone out there, enjoy it. That'll do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.